Kia this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. This is the B-Sides radio show. My name is Calvin, I'm filling in for Laurie Foon today. Hi there Laurie, if you're listening out there. Um, today I've got a very special couple of guests here in the studio. I have got um, Mr Dan Mickelson from the Bicycle Junction uh, bike shop up there in Newtown on the junction and Ebony is joining us from um, Ebb and Sparrow and um, we're going to be talking about bikes, um, the burgeoning cycle culture of people getting out and enjoying the Wellington environs on two wheels and a special show that's happening up at the bike shop this Sunday. Um, Evan Sparrow will be performing in, in store on Sunday night um, at 7 o'clock and uh, we're just going to talk talk to Dan and um, and Ebony about what, what they're up to and a little bit about what's been going on out there in Two Wheels World in Wellington. This is B-Side Story. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tee up a track now. Um, from Ebb and Sparrow. Ebony will tell me a little bit more about that later. And let's go. It's called Tried So Hard. Hey, that was Tried So Hard um, by Eben Sparrow, and um, that was for Home Alone. Um, Ebony, I'm just going to turn your mic up. Sure thing. 
Um, welcome to B-Side Stories. Thank you for having me. And I'm really, really excited about this gig that's going to be happening on Sunday, bringing a couple of my favourite things in the world together. That is bicycles and live music. Um, I can I won- imagine two more better things together. I wonder if, if you... I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about the Home Alone project because I haven't heard of that before and it sounds like it's, it's, it's doing so amazing things. So that track that you just listened to is called Tried So Hard and um, it was actually recorded in 2013 down in Littleton mm-hmm. when we recorded our last full-length album and we had about three or four tracks that we couldn't include in the album because we felt like... They didn't quite fit, and they're called B-sides, so I thought that that was the perfect reason for bringing that along today because it's B-side stories. Great. So that is a B-side, and it's a rarity because we have never released that until um, this week. We released it through our record label, which is called Home Alone Music. Wicked. And it's a community record label, and it has um, some pretty nationally known folk Acts, and I guess we delve into the realms of folk. So Home Alone Music has French for Rabbits, Eben Sparrow, it has um, Urban Tramper, Lake South, Timothy Blackman, Osidio Sai. Great. Um, I'm sure I've forgotten someone, but I love them very dearly if I have. <laughs> and uh, we re- yeah, so we've put up a, a compilation mixtape with friends of ours as well who are not part of our label but who we're all friends with and they're amazing, amazingly talented musicians. Charlotte Forrester's a local. Richard Larson from Glass Vaults will be playing with us. Awesome. At Bicycle Junction on Sunday. Yes. And um, t- t- how, do, how do people get tickets for the show? Are there any tickets left? There are, um, I would say, less than 10 tickets left currently. Um, it will sell out. So if you want to come, please buy um, them today. Awesome. Um, <laughs> you can buy them on, via our website, which is www.ebensparrow.co.nz, and it will have links to anything. Yeah. Great. And I, I heard that you're releasing this latest, this latest release on cassette tape. I read that and That's I thought right. that was a joke. Yeah. And that is awesome. I don't even have a cassette tape player, yeah, but it makes me want to get one. Who's na- we call him the godfather of Home Alone music. His uh-huh. name is Timothy Blackman. He's currently living in Gisborne, and he is pretty awesome. He very rarely performs live currently, but he has great ideas. And we just thought it was... And actually, quite a few friends of ours still have old cars, so they've bought the mixtape for their car. Of course, that still has the a road tape trip player. tape. Brilliant. But it comes with a free download, so if you buy the yep. tape, it's more of a collector's item. Because you won't... Yeah, we won't be releasing that anywhere else. It's especially for the label. Yeah. So how, how many copies on tape are you, are you, are you making, and how do you make it's, a release tape on tape? It's a tap-your-nose business, man. It's yeah, limited right. edition, but there's just one There's just one lot, and then that's it. Are you u- utilising high-speed dubbing technology? Lake South put it together yep. awesomely yep. with Timothy Blackman. Oh, it's so they did it together, and uh, we just said yes and sent the files. That's so good. And so yeah. how, how does someone... Can get a copy of, of the yeah. cassette tape Home release. Home Alone Music. If you Google that, you you can find it through our website. Yep. Like um, I've just said our website, but you can you can find us there. We've or any of those bands. If you're fans of any of those bands, you will find Home Alone Music. You can Google it and just and have a look at all the. We've got you know um, descriptions of the bands, so they're all there. Awesome. And yeah. so um, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about what um, people might expect for Queen's Birthday Sunday. Um, Sunday we're so show. Excited. What are you? What are you? We're got so excited. So we, we, so we're a band of five people, um, but we aren't going to be five on the night because it wouldn't be fair. I mean, someone would not be allowed on the stage because there wouldn't be enough room. But one of our most favourite things is to play small shows because it's direct. You, there's no barrier between you and your audience. So we're quite. We love playing house concerts, and in my mind. Playing Bicycle Junction is like one up from a house concert because it's a, a store, but it's just got that beautiful vibe and it's got a cafe at the back and it's an interesting place and I expect that Dan, who's standing sitting right next to me, <laughs> wants to make a good night as much as we do. So, um, yeah, I just expect that. Yeah, I know some of the people are coming and I feel, feel good about that. And we will do, yeah, Richard Larson will do the initial set just, to get us started, do a support act set, and then we will do probably two small sets. That's our favourite thing to do, so people can have refreshments in between and cool. um, yeah, make it real pretty. 
doors no, open at 7, 7 p.m. You guys right. are going to be the window display at, at, at Bicycle Junction. I and, have um, always wanted to be a mannequin. It's exciting to have a, a full house. <laughs> We're looking forward to it too. So. Yeah. Um, Ebony, yes. um, on the subject of, of, um, of cycling, yes. are you a, um, a rider of... I've owned so many bicycles in my time. It, I grew up in Hastings, and Hastings yep. is flat. Yes. And in my day, your parents didn't take you anywhere. You got on your bike, and you rode your bike to your friend's house. And my dad actually used to collect vintage, old vintage black bicycles, the old English kind, yeah, right. and take them home. And he had grand ideas of doing them up because there was no speed changes, and yet they went so economically with a small amount of pedal power you could go quite far and all of our bikes until I was 15 and I realised it was a bit I think it's come back into fashion but they always had baskets yep. I was the bike delivery girl I was, I was totally the, the paper girl for years in Hastings <laughs> so yeah I, can, I used to have mountain bikes and stuff and do you have a favourite um, a favourite Wellington cycling route or cycling experience what do you, what's your my what are your cycling moves around? I don't cycle so much at the moment but actually that's not true because I I've got a bike on hand at the moment that I can use so my favorite my my favorite bicycling experience is where there's not many cars so if you can but I love going around the bays but there's a way of it being able to do that I just like being where nature is really yeah definitely that's my favorite and um, not being in combat with cars you just have to pick your route. But that's my favourite thing. If there's not too much wind, I don't really mind biking anywhere. And for a very long time, I had a BMX that I biked to work every day. So, you know, yeah. BMX is the perfect yes. pavement riding, non-offensive uh, pedestrian really on wheels things. machine. <laughs> <laughs> you can do cheeky things with BMXs. Yeah. Cool. Hey, well, I've got another track of yours here. And this one is a pre-master, volume two, Called Two Wolves. Yeah, Can you tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, this I... is a trick that uh, everybody wanted to put on the album. Yeah, but we didn't. You know, I, I'm, I, 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 I'm in a band with four awesome guys, and I irritate the crap out of them sometimes. <laughs> I think that's the way it goes. But I write all the songs, and there's about a hundred ways of of performing and recording a song, and this was a way. And we love playing it live, so we'll definitely be playing it on Sunday night. It's called Two Wolves. It's a pretty special story. Um, and this particular track, this has never been aired on, on radio before. This is a first. I this can't believe first. it. Here on B-Side Stories, another yeah. unreleased B-Side yeah. that you will hear if you come Another down. version of a song that we've done before, but this is the mo- This has never been aired. It's called Two Wolves. Whoa. It was recorded down in Littleton with Ben Edwards, yes. who was awesome. Uh, we discovered that <clears throat> it went in a different direction. Mm-hmm. But... They all really loved it, and I love it too, but it just didn't quite fit last time. But it doesn't make it wrong. It just makes it a version of a, of a really, really great song. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. And yeah. just how how would you describe the Eben Sparrow sound to, to people out Mate. there? Can you, can you do can you do that? We've, only, we've, got, we've got 39 minutes. We've got 39 yeah. minutes. It might take At the 40. Most. No, no, I'm joking. Um, this can be a hot topic because... I have roots in country, uh-huh. but I grew up the child of an indie alternative culture that I absolutely loved. So my first love was the Pixies and Britpop and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And But also I loved the Beatles and I listened to heaps of really strange hippie music because my dad was a pretty full-on philosophical hippie, not, not surface, it went right down deep. Yep. Captain Beefheart and all sorts of other stuff, you know, and uh, lots of Jimi Hendrix. And lots of black, you know, like, lots of blues, lots of black man music. You know, B.B. King recently died, and he just, you know, leaned us in that direction. And lots of classical music. So I pull on all of that stuff. So we have our roots, I think, in, in folk, country, a little bit indie. Sometimes it gets a little bit psychedelic. I don't know how that's possible with a lap steel, but it seems to make a sound. It's way bigger than us, and it's more about creating, being honourable to the song and creating an atmosphere. And, um, yeah, it's genre-defying is what we call ourselves because I don't know, you know? And now you're playing in a bike shop. I'm really it's excited about this. It's going to be We're gonna fit perfectly. a brilliant night on Sunday. So there's a few tickets left on Under the Radar. Yeah. 
Um, maybe uh, maybe a couple on the door. But, yeah, uh, and the Home Alone music compilation is currently yeah. streaming on under the radio, so you can listen to all that. Awesome. It's the same place that's hosting the ticket sales. They're really great. They've been good supporters of New Zealand music, and it's and New Zealand Music Month. So it's, yes, this yeah. the last. This is the last day of New Zealand Music Month as well. I think on, on, on Sunday. Sunday. On yeah. Sunday. So what a, way, what a way to close. Um, and will you be bringing along some cassette tapes? I will not be bringing cassette tapes, but I shall find if I can change that by okay. Sunday. Yeah, the wonders of Fast Post. We do have CDs for sale, <laughs> awesome. but um, everything can be bo- Yeah, you can buy them online. Okay, absolutely, and they'll get sent to you. Okay, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna play Two Wolves now, and thank you so much, Ebony, for coming into the um, into the studio, and I really look forward to what you guys come up with I, on Sunday. I look forward to coming so much. Thank you very much. Thank you.
that was Two Wolves by Ed and Eb and Sparrow. Um, huge thanks, Ebony Lamb. Great for coming in today. You are so welcome. I'm just turning up your mic again. And now, ladies and gentlemen of the B-Side Stories show, I have Mr. Daniel Mickelson, the owner of Wellington's most truly excellent um, bike store and cafe and now live underground music venue. It's bloody awesome. <laughs> Here to talk about, well, talk about bi- talk about bikes and cities and, and adventure and fun and, 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 and such things. I'm going to leave, leave a lot of that talking to you, but it's a, it's a subject very, very close to my own heart. And um, I would just like to um, yeah hear a little bit about how you've got to this point and a little bit about, yeah, what's driven your vision for creating such a beautiful um, fusion of great stuff up there in um, in Newtown? Yeah, thanks, Colvin, and thanks for the intro. Um, I, I've, uh, I mean, bikes have always been uh, a big part of my life. I mean, we never had a a, um, a car as a kid. We've lived our lives by. Uh, by bike. Uh, my family is Danish, um, and so it sort of comes with the territory. But I, I grew up here in, in Wellington, and um, I went on to work by bike, by being a bike uh, bike messenger, um, and I, I worked uh, several places around the world. Uh, and it uh, it was just always this, this really uh, strong part of my life that I kept coming back to, but that I almost took for granted. Um, I, I competed, I rode to work, I, I, I did my life by bike. But it wasn't until I got to Copenhagen um, that I, I really saw, uh, I saw that to the extreme and, and how the whole culture is, is based upon uh, the bicycle. Um, one of the, the interesting things over there is that people don't identify with being a cyclist they are just it's just a natural part of their lives that they don't think about they just ride their bike to get somewhere they ride their bike to do something and um i so cycling became more about the things that you do um and the way in which you live your life than the actual act of going out and riding a bike because you should yeah i am um, i i lived in amsterdam um in between 1999 and 2001, and I had a, a, sim, a, a similar feeling with that. I'd been a commuter cyclist before that and um, suddenly realised, wow, you can do everything on bicycle. And, and I remember seeing these amazing scenes of you know, young people and old people, people cutting their kids around and people cutting a double base around and people dressed in tuxedos and sequined ball gowns racing around on these bikes. And, and it was like... Oh right! This is what happens when there's more bikes than people, and you can get anywhere on your bike safely, and you don't have to worry about a thing ever. And it, it switched me on, and I, and I had a quite a radical transition coming back to to Auckland, where I was living at the time. Um, but yeah, I really, I really do like that 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 idea of the of not considering yourself to be a, a cyclist it, it, yeah. this, this mobility for, for a long time in New Zealand I think cycling has become uh, a sport and just a sport and it's it's good that it's a sport mountain biking is is, is great I mountain bike road cycling is great I used to, to race road bikes as well but uh, it's so much more than that and in fact the bigger part of cycling is that whole transport enjoyment and recreation mm-hmm. um, and uh, after a long hiatus in New Zealand, I, I guess, whereas cycling used to be a form of transport in New Zealand, probably from the mid-80s through to now, it really has been, the focus of it has been the sport. But I, I think there's a real return to that now. People are seeing that uh, cycling for transport has never stopped in Europe and it, it, it's even gaining momentum over there. They look to places like Portland in the States and Melbourne in Australia where they're really embracing a cycling culture and people are coming out on bicycles in their droves. Um, and I think we're turning that corner here in New Zealand too. Uh, you look at uh, Friday night, there was a, a bike rave uh, both in Auckland and in Wellington. And yeah, I think the was... Auckland one att- uh, attracted about 500 people 
um, uh, just having a good time by bike. We must have had about a hundred people here in Wellington as well. It was awesome. It was so much fun, and I, I, I think it I think it just put smiles on on not only the people who were, you know, decked out in their lights and and, and running around their bikes, but the everyone who the the bike rave went past had a massive smile on their face, and it was really infectious. I think there was something um, something really magic about that. Um, showing that 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 pure fun and the, and the, it's a really vibrant a really vibrant group of people um i enjoyed myself it was, it was amazing yeah and, and i think you know any any kind of events like that we can do that can inspire people that it's or or tell people show people that it's it's fun to live by bike you know and and that's um the the bike rave was really a great example of that you know a hundred people with lights all over their bikes and themselves and body paint and music blaring um uh riding around the uh, around the waterfront and just having a great time yeah it was cool and it, it was interesting for me because I, I remember um when i when i first came back to new zealand from from living living in um living in holland that the the critical mass i used to go on the critical mass rides because i was so disgusted at the the fact that i couldn't do this and the freedom wasn't wasn't there and even in, in, in these places that it, you know appeared to to have more street life and more people, it, it was still basically a motorway at, at any mm. time of the day or night, and, and, and I would go along in these um, these critical mass rides, and it was fun. It, it was to, to a certain degree, it, it was fun, but it had a kind of a yeah. For for, for those of you who don't edge. know what a critical mass ride is, it's it's a it's an uh, assembly of 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 cyclists which make up a critical mass to take your space on the on the road. So it's about having that critical number of people that you you are visible on the road. I remember doing a critical mass in San Francisco. Uh, this was probably back in '96, and. Um, uh, we had two and a half, uh, three thousand people on that ride. Yeah, and right. We blocked the streets for miles, and we we got to one main intersection and and sat down with our bikes in the middle of the intersection and stopped traffic. Uh, the police had to come and clear it away, and that was for that time where um, for that time that was a perfect demonstration to say we're here and you need to make space for us. Or we're going to do this, but I feel like that conversation has changed a bit now. Where we're starting to get facilities, people are starting to talk about wanting to build stuff for cyclists. Exactly. People in the mainstream are acknowledging the need to do something for cyclists. So I think that form of of demonstration has probably passed its use by date. Yeah. And I think doing things which are more engaging with the public, which are really positive, like uh, like the bike rave, like um, you know we had a, a tweed ride last November. Uh, all these things where where people can see you having fun by bike. You're mm-hmm. taking space on the road, but you're having fun. And people are tooting their horns and saying, good on you, uh, clapping their hands, uh, shouting out from the side of the street uh, and getting in behind and, and, um, and saying, good on you for doing this, rather than creating, creating a stink and creating a, a negative vibe around blocking the road. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's something I've, I've taken on as, 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 a, as a person who gets around on my bike. And I, I walk a lot. When I was, I've, moved up, I've moved up to Newtown and... So sort of being a little bit further away from town than I was, I was living in Arrow Valley. The, I've, I always take my bike now, whereas I, I used to walk um, to town and, and on, on, the, on the shorter journeys. And I, and I I've really feel some kind of responsibility to be portraying the, the fun and the spontaneous side of, of, of a cycling lifestyle. You know, it's, as a as a as a lifestyle choice. But more as a you know as a choice lifestyle is is something that just makes makes people come alive more and has that yeah. the possibilities of what might happen when you you know when you take the bike to the pub you you don't know you don't know where you might you might go and I think it's it's yeah. that that difference between A to B travel there's the whole spectrum of things that can yeah happen. and all the things you can do along the way I mean. I started uh, importing uh, cargo bikes from Denmark a few years ago, and at the time, nobody knew what a cargo bike was. But one thing's for sure, whenever I pulled up at a set of lights, people would look and they'd smile and they'd laugh and they'd say, you know, good one. And um, and uh, bicycles can really bring out that, that positive uh, positive vibe. I, I love um, Vicky, Vicky's, um, Vicky from the, the Dumpling... Vicky Ha, yeah. Vicky Ha from, from the... 
don't know, the dumpling, dumpling house. The dumpling yeah. queen and, and her bicycle setup she brings around the, the, the fairs and the festivals. And um, it's so cool. And it's so convenient for yeah. her. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great. Hey, look, we're going to get onto the music um, a little bit. I want to play. I want to play a track. I do. I noticed that in the shop, there's a pretty, a pretty consistent diet of, um, of funk, funk and soul soul music. Is that is that a, 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 a personal favourite? Yeah, genre it's, of yours? I guess it's a conscious choice. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's music that's it, some of it can be on on the uh, cheesy side, but it's it's music that's um, that's full of, full of love and passion. Everybody loves cheese. Um, I'm going to play a, a track which which I which I heard up in the shop, which I love. Um, it's it's by um, Labby Sifre, and it's called "I Got the Dot Dot Dot" from 1975. Here we go. We'll come back. and We'll talk a little bit more about the exciting um, the exciting gig that's coming up um, in the weekend, and a few other things that um, are in the pipeline.
is a funky, funky, excellent piece of music. I wonder if anyone can recognise where that's been sampled. Um, I'm Calvin. Um, today I'm, I'm looking after the B-Side Stories show while um, while Laurie's away. Um, and today in the studio we have got um, Daniel Mickelson, the owner of Bicycle Junction, the bicycle shop up there in uh, in Newtown, and we've also been talking with Ebony Lamb of um, Ebb and Sparrow, and Ebony will be performing with her band um, in store on Sunday night. Um, there's a handful of tickets left. If you if you're interested, you want to get onto Under the Radar as soon as possible and snap those up. Um, there's only about 40 tickets in total, and I believe there's just a handful left. So get in quick. It's going to be quite a night, but. We are talking about bikes and lifestyles and I guess the bicycle being the extension of of making making yourself um what am I saying extending your capacity to have a brilliant time and uh get around get around the town and, and do the things you love doing when you want to do them. Um Daniel's got some some amazing ideas about this, and um, I just thought we'd we'd expand the discussion a little bit further um, about the the lifestyle benefits of um, getting around a city like Wellington on a um, on a bicycle. Daniel, yeah, um, uh, I guess you know when when you when you live by car or or uh, even bus to an extent you know you, you talk about getting from uh, from a to z you're going from from your home to the city to work and then back again and it's very difficult to stop and and do things in your local community or the communities along the way so i think as as we see um, uh, ridership growing we see people stopping along the way and buying more locally and uh, and and seeing friends along the way and building those communities um, so that you get sort of um, I guess a broader spread of, of, of things happening rather than just in, in the city centre, although you've still got things happening there and it's very easy to go there on a bike. You've also got the communities building and... Um, I've got a I've got a really funny example for for that one, and then it's this us sitting here doing the show is a, a, a perfect example of this of this type of thing. Laurie Laurie Foon bikes past and drops in a fair bit past the bike shop, and I see her I see her pink bike helmet going going past, and um, Laurie Laurie popped in to, just to to ask if if I could cover her cover her show one one day, and and we've we've worked out all of the details of that just from our bumpings into each other and it's always been you know out and about somewhere and there's always at least one of us on a bicycle that's right you you see each other and and things happen and i i think cycling is is not just about the the riding it's about all the uh, it's about all the things it allows you to to do um when 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 you live by bike you live quite differently from by car and and you you know you shop in different ways you uh you consider how close you live to work to you know so it's not too far um uh to ride and it's not uh too close that you don't get your ride in it's all those little things that that you do when you live by bike and um it's um yeah it's uh, really, really great to see communities building up around around people cycling. It's amazing, and I, I guess one one thing which has has leapt leapt out at me recently is this this phenomenon of the electric assisted bicycle. And um, I know you 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 have a, a couple of varieties which you're wor- working with at, at Bike Junction, but I, I've the electric bike as a as a lifestyle extender that gives people the ability to. Not worry about hills and, and not worry about wind and, and and be able to be somewhere quick and then somewhere else straight after that. Um, what do you reckon about electric bikes and the and the and the um, the future of transport in in a, in a city like Wellington? Yeah, I mean it, it's um, uh, you get some people who say that it's uh, cheating, and I, I guess it would be cheating if you're thinking from a sports perspective. When you're talking from a transport no, perspective, no cheating goes on in cycling, does it? 
<laughs> no, not not that I'm aware of. No. Okay. Um, but when you're talking about from a transport perspective, yeah, it's right. an alternative to a scooter or a car. Yeah. And uh, what's great about it is it's, there's a, there's a lot of people out there who want to ride bikes, but they don't have that base level of fitness to get out and get up the hill. Yeah. And Wellington is is really challenging like that. The uh, the inertia there is is really hard for for, uh, for people to get over, and um, electric bikes break that down, and they, you know, you get to, to Friday night and you're, oh gee, it's been a long week and it's raining outside, no, it's a southerly, I think I'm just going to take a cab or jump on the bus tonight, but if you've got an electric bike, it takes that discussion away and you're like, well, I'm just going to jump on the bike because it's easiest and quickest and I'm not going to get up a sweat if I don't want to. But it gets people out on bikes more often and it builds up that base level of fitness uh, and when you have that base level of fitness, it's not a large step away from jumping on a normal bike uh, or not using the electrics so much. So I think it's going to be fantastic for, for getting uh, helping more people to go riding. Yeah, it's awesome. And I, I see a time, you know, when, when the performance of these units comes up and the price begins to come down, mm-hmm. I see a time when every household has an electric bike because why wouldn't you? And I, I guess it's, n- it's never going to be a... One or the other. I imagine if, if I if I was the owner of an electric bike, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't want to ride it all the time. I think that it, it's getting on your getting on your bike and, and, and pedaling hard and, and getting that fitness as well. And it's not it's not a yeah. One, it's one, a one, it's a different it? thing, yeah. and it's not it doesn't replace uh, cycling whatsoever. It just gives another alternative for people to get around and about. Yeah, right. I, I, I'm, I'm very aware that of, of seeing more. Seeing more and more, I mean, more and more bikes in general around around Wellington. I think that's something. Even in the the two and a half years I've been living here, I'm you know seeing that at the bottom of Adelaide Road, morning clusters of of, of people arriving up at the at the lights together, and it, it's um it's really heartening to see that that people are riding, and and, and it's it's really heartening to see that there's some political movement and 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 some actual things happening. It is good to see, and it's good to see that that ridership is is happening without the infrastructure being put in place. You know, people are showing that they're going to ride bikes, whether it's there or not, and that's what's really helping uh, pushing this discussion around cycleways because you can see in the census results, you can see in the council surveys that this is where people want to go and this is how they want to get there. Yeah, it's the best best choice. For seeing the city and maximising maximising fun, health and general good times is getting out on 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 two wheels. Now we haven't got too much longer. Um, just a few minutes, in fact. I wonder if you might want to tell us a little bit about your your thoughts on on the the style of gig that we're putting together on on Sunday and and what, you, what might be in store in the future if this, if this, uh, if this works out. Well, this is, um, this is the, um, the second gig um, that we'll be holding in the shop. Uh, the first one was, uh, was almost two months ago, which was uh, Monty Bevins, who, who travelled by bike from Cape Reinga down to Stewart Island, uh, bringing his, uh, his, his gear with him and doing, doing gigs along the way. Um, uh, we enjoyed it so much, and the space was so great for it. Uh, you know, it's just a BYO event, and um, and I think we we uh, because it wasn't a pub environment. I think I think mm-hmm. we we had a group of people there who were there to really appreciate and enjoy the music. Uh, it's certainly BYO, and you can you can you know bring a beverage, and that's good. But it was everyone who was there was there for the music, and. Um, and such an intimate space, it 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 was so nice, and we just really wanted to do it again. So we were so stoked to hear from uh, Ebony uh, that she wanted to be uh, um, uh, to to do a, a gig in our shop, and and so now it will be a uh, a regular occurrence or a bi monthly uh, occurrence every uh, last Sunday of the month, every every odd numbered month. Uh, and we're really looking forward to uh, Sunday night with uh, Eben Sparrow. Um, I mean, firstly, quite honoured because Eben Sparrow have a really uh, great following, uh, and uh, that they would want to come and play in our our little shop is is uh, pretty wonderful. Um, 
so it's just as much enjoyment uh, for us as it is for for everyone who who comes along. And this is, this is for those who don't know the um, the shop. It is going to be a very intimate gig. It's it's not a it's not a big space. It's um it's marginally bigger than the than the studio we're in in here. And uh, we're looking looking. At, what what do you expect? To, what's the capacity? Uh, of the, I think of this, uh, about fifty people. About yeah. fifty people. Yeah. So it, it, it's um it's a beautiful it's a beautiful location. Um, bring a drink along. Um, and yeah, sun, Sunday night. Um, then there'll be. Very, very extremely, extremely limited door sales, I imagine, maybe even just a couple of, of tickets for those who have absolutely left it to the last minute. But I have a feeling this will um all tickets will sell out pretty quickly, so get on under the radar and um yeah, get along to um to Bicycle Junction in Newtown at the end of Riddiford Street, next to the next to the homebrew supplies opposite um countdown. And and I guess it's a it's a point of contact for for the for this cycle this uh, you know, new new cycling uh, community people who are people who want to drop in. It's it's a very welcoming place, and they drop in for a coffee. And um, Dan and the crew they're always very very keen to um, yeah just talk about how 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 they can help help out making making this transition and, and getting more more people involved in this movement. Um, going to finish off with um, one more quick quick piece of music. I want to thank um, Daniel and, and a big thanks to Ebony. She's already she's already blazed out of here and on the, on the way. But they'll be they'll be in store um, on uh, on Sunday night. So um, yeah, very bicycle and music focused B side stories. Thank you once again, Daniel. Thanks, Calvin. And um, yeah, look forward to. Um, to being being back here again at some point in the future. This is B-Side Stories on the Community Zone on Access Radio Wellington. Um, the the podcast of this will be available um, on the B-Side Stories Facebook page and on the website. So until the next time, happy cycling.
program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard.